The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. are a visionary. You have a vision. You just need to create it and bring it to life. Welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with your host, Kate Ebner. Our program will be an hour of inspiration from leaders who are making their visions happen and will set you on the path to having a big impact through your leadership and the life you really want. Now here's your host, Kate Ebner. Good morning and welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. I'm Kate, and you know, whether you work at a multinational corporation or you run your own small business or maybe you work at a nonprofit, getting people excited about what you do is crucial to your success. And, you know, another word for that process is marketing. These days, more and more of the buzz around marketing is really around social media marketing, using online social networks to promote brands, to sell products, to really create a a fan base for an idea or a product. Social media marketing experts seem to be everywhere now, promising to help us use technology to help our businesses succeed. And I think, you know, I want to bring this into line with our idea of visionary leadership. I think today's leaders need to understand how marketing in the modern context works and also how to take their big ideas, how to take their vision and make it um, digestible, exciting, friendly to people out there who would love to know about it. Um, What if I told you that the next big thing in marketing has nothing to do, however, with technology or social media platforms? My guest today is here to tell us about a people-centric marketing that she and her company do. It's focused around cultivating something called the Passion Conversation, and this is also the title of her new book. I'm very, very pleased to welcome Robin Phillips onto the show this morning. Welcome. Thank you, Kate. It's nice to be here. Well, I'm so glad to have you. As I was just telling you a moment ago, Robin, I read you know the first book that you wrote called Brains on Fire. I picked it up at an airport on my way back from a, a kind of an exciting conversation in San Francisco, and I read it cover to cover on the plane and immediately sent it to a couple of people. <laughs> and I was thrilled that you created yet another book. You've written another book that's really carrying uh, the topic forward. Um, Robin, I know you serve as courageous president and co-founder of the word of mouth marketing and identity firm Brains on Fire. And Brains on Fire does create, grow, and revitalize identities. You've worked with companies like BMW, the Colonial Williamsburg Foundation, and Find Great People International. And I have to ask you before we do anything else, your title is courageous president. Tell us about that. Well, I mean, I think more than anything, it, it actually was a title that someone else gave me, which is kind of interesting. But, but And it was when I had just made a very tough um, business decision. And it was just based on, you know, I felt like we were not being true to ourselves uh, to do a particular job, and, and, and we turned it down and walked away from it. And that person who added that word courageous on there knew that, you know, it does take a lot of courage to follow your value system and to really follow follow what you believe you're supposed to do. And so I, for me, it's always been kind of a, not something that I think really describes me, but something that I want to attain for. I try really hard not to live in that just comfort zone that I think so many people get satisfied with, but, you know, as but but to push myself and and to to 
to take a more courageous path with this organization because, you know, we can use our talents to just make money or we can use our talents to make a difference. Mm. Well, I'm so glad you explained that. I I, I think it's sometimes courageous to uh, put your th- title like that into the world and in doing so you, you spark us all to think about the courage to be a leader and to, to take a stand for your values. Um, so I want to start, Robin, with just a question about, you know, tell us a little bit more about you, you know, your background um, and, and how you came to really be at the fore of reframing what marketing is right now. Tell, tell us a little bit about you. Well, it's it's been a really fantastic journey. My background is actually as an artist. I started out as a graphic designer and have always loved the power of um, visual storytelling and aesthetics that go along with it. Because I think we do, you know, to me, visuals are what give emotion to things and inspire mm-hmm. people to do things and to take action. And and so I think it is that background and I would say my other two partners as well have a have a design background. So that 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 love of beautiful imagery has been a big part of who we are. And also the other thing that I think is important is that that I've always been intrigued with storytelling. Just from a very early age you know, it's something that I've tried to instill in my own children is this ability to capture your stories and to share your stories with the world because that's how people connect to you. So, you know, we we consider ourselves storytellers. We consider ourselves teachers. We consider ourselves um, leaders in, in that respect. And it's funny because we, before we were in a, this word-of-mouth marketing space, we were actually in the branding and identity world. But we did a little bit different flavor, I think, of a traditional corporate branding company. We really said, how can we, you know, the the last part of Brains on Fire is F-I-R-E, fascinate, inspire, reward, and engage. And it's that engage piece that was constantly on our mind as we processed and branded things that allowed us to really say, how can we create conversation tools, not just literature, things that people will talk about. And that just naturally kind of led us into this into this world. And one of the first projects that we ever did was a really important project um, here in South Carolina. We were awarded um, some money from the, the South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental, of Health and Environment, and um, they had received some tobacco settlement money. And, you know, rather than just go and a bunch of adults create ads that are aimed at kids that don't work, we said, how can we create something that is sustainable, that could be peer-to-peer? And so we really dug our 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 um, hearts and souls and minds into doing just that. We developed a curriculum. We found 92 leaders within South Carolina. At the time, South Carolina actually had um, the, one of the highest smoking rates in the country at 36% of teens between 14 and 18 were smoking. And so we had a lot to lose, and so we really, really wanted to do a jo- good job, and we felt like the best way to do that was peer-to-peer, and that we learned so much in that exercise. We used our de- design skills, we used our naming skills, but we just turned it over to the kids. We let them name the movement. It was called Rage Against the Haze, and we, and we allowed them to sort of become our clients as opposed to grown-ups being our clients. And it was just, it just had some fabulous results, and it really fired us up. And we started, at that point, we started saying, what are we learning here? What is going on? And we started writing down sort of lessons learned, as you see in the first book, of mm-hmm. you know, 
what what creates strong community. Well, and I, I wonder, you know, like um, for those who might be new to this uh, language, this language of marketing, can you just say a little bit about what is word of mouth marketing and how is that different from other other approaches? Well, I guess the, the word of mouth marketing is when when someone mentions a or a brand or an organization and makes a recommendation for that brand. You know, we, we have a, a term called advocacy that we're really big proponents of. And, and, and that's when someone is so excited and, and loves your brand or your organization so much that they become a living messenger for that brand or organization. And when you think about that, that's got a, a tremendous amount of power. And that's what happened even early on with, with Rage. I mean, we work for both for-profit and not-for-profit businesses. And it's a mindset of supporting the people that want to become closer to you so that they have the tools and the knowledge and they're empowered and lifted up in a way that they can go out and become that living messenger for you. One of, yes. my, one of my pet peeves is actually, uh, you know, I'll get up on a soapbox and preach here for a minute, but so many times I hear people who are in the social marketing social media business talk about using your fans or leveraging your influencers or mm. you know and i don't know kate where i come from you don't use people <laughs> you can Thank use you. technology but you do not use people and that's something i think we're just we're so caught up in the shiny new tools that we think oh my gosh i need to use my fans on facebook to tell our story well that's just not how human beings are wired what bothers you about that, Robin? Well, you know, I think we've almost forgot at its core that the, the new communication tools are still tools that are used by people yeah. this time around. Instead of a, a push marketing mentality, you're, you're, it's, it's a different mindset. You're having to think, how can I authentically jump into a, a two-way dialogue, a conversation with my customers? How can I make that happen? So, so people get so excited, they're like thinking that if I go on Twitter and every 15 minutes tell everybody, you know, how cool we are and look at this great product and look at the angle of our blades on our scissors, I mean, whatever the case may be, people, you know, conversations are not sparked by products. Conversations are most likely sparked by what people are passionately doing with those products. And the same is true for, for just about anything. And story is a very powerful thing. Stories travel very quickly um, you know we under we, there's some fabulous research about why people talk and it's in the second book the passion conversation mm-hmm. and the, the there's three triggers one is um, social one is functional and one is emotional social signaling is to let someone know you know that this is what I care about in the world and a great example of that might be someone who drives a mini for instance mm-hmm. is saying that they don't really believe in putting a huge carbon footprint or that they don't need a big car to define them or even someone who wears Tom's shoes. I mean, we all do social signaling to some, to some respect. Mm-hmm. And the second mm-hmm. conversation trigger is functional. You know, here's how you use this thing. Here's how you navigate the world. And we've been doing that since the day we could talk. And it's that third one, the emotional trigger that I think is extremely powerful, and and we try to often tap into to that one, is how can you, how can you spark someone to feel something, either love it or hate it. Quite frankly, you know, obviously you want love 
to be if it's about your product, but mm-hmm. people don't talk about things that they just like. They talk mm-hmm. about things they either love or they hate. You know what I really appreciate about what you're pointing out for us is is that the emphasis here is on people versus, yeah. as you said, the sort of the push around getting people to do something that benefits my product. You know, it's really about about inspiring people to do to, to do whatever they want to do. Um, but I, I want to share it before we take a break here. Um, this is from your second book, The Passion Conversation. It's your, de- your definition of advocacy. Um, advocacy occurs when people are inspired and empowered to share their love for an idea, cause, product, or brand, so much so that they become a living messenger for that idea, cause, product, or brand. And so really the, the idea here is to create advocates. Um, and so when we come back from the break, um, Robin, we're going to really dig into this passion conversation. Uh, we're going to take a short break right now. This is Kate Ebner. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life, and we'll be right back. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Welcome back. This is Kate. 
You know, you can get weekly recaps of all of our shows. We write short articles about each show, plus additional information and resources, links you can click on if you sign up for our newsletter at www.nebocompany.com. And today, I'm joined by word-of-mouth marketer Robin Phillips, who's the president and co-founder of the word-of-mouth marketing and identity firm Brains on Fire. So, Robin, your new book that you've co-authored is called The Passion Conversation, Understanding, Sparking, and Sustaining Word-of-Mouth Marketing. Tell us a bit more about what that passion conversation is. Well, I mean, the, the main thing that I, I you know, it, people don't want to talk about what you want them to talk about, you know, facts and figures. Um, or a classic example is one that we often give that's in the first book and even in the second book is, you know, Discars makes a beautiful orange handle scissor. They make a lot of crafting products. But people don't want to talk about the things, you know, the benefits and pro- of the product. What people will talk about is what they do with that product. And that's um, share their lives and create scrapbooking. We're also doing something similar with the guys who make Liquid Wrench and Gunk. I don't know if you're familiar with those products, but they're lubricants. And we're bringing forth a community of people who love to tinker called Tinker Nation and just really celebrating both online and offline the people who are in that space that are building things with their hands. We have a, uh, a community of, of people that that share their stories and their love of, uh, of keeping that tradition alive within their family. And we actually just were up at the Maker's um, uh, Maker's Fair up in up in New York this weekend, and that's where we belong. You know, that's that's the on ground face to face conversations that that uh, Liquid Wrench and Gunk can have with their customers. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And and I wonder, you know, like as you're as you are traveling around working with these different kind these different um, I guess different contexts, but always always passion conversations. Um, what do you see when it's really working? Well, you know, the interesting thing about it, it's not a it's not an overnight thing. I mean, building community around your brand, it's it's not one of those things where you can say, "Okay, we want to have, you know, 10,000 people by in 2 months." I mean, it just really is a, and you have to really value those individual, those initial hand raisers that want to join your community and listen very hard to them. And that's a very different mindset for marketers. They've, they're in this, this mentality right now of we're being measured so often by the number of Facebook fans that you can get, the number of Twitter followers that you have. And all of that's a form of measurement, and we do measure that at Brains on Fire. But when you think about it, what you're really looking for is people who are who 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 just those one one percent people that are just almost crazy fanatical about who you are and what you stand for and what they can do you know what they are passionate about and almost i believe every company can find a passion conversation you you can find your way into a conversation that you authentically believe in and support um you know and and it's not always what you think you know, sometimes you you can bring a, a new conversation to life, like the Anytime Fitness we we talked about in the book. There, you know, there's a big conversation that goes on online. If you listen online, and we did some online listening, where people are talking about going to the gym. But there's also a, another conversation where people don't feel that they fit in into any sort of gym. It's the mm. it's the other 
the other group that, that's having a different kind of, you know, conversation about, you know, how do I get motivated? And so the Fitness Rebels was born to really celebrate the little wins along the way, not the 100-pound weight loss or the, you know, huge bodybuilding or the marathons or anything, but the fact that you went to the gym even though you forgot your gym clothes, that you found a way to work out anyway. That's a little win. And I I think so, so that's a conversation that needs to be had amongst a community of people that, that need that kind of ongoing support. Yeah, I see. I see what what you're saying, and you know, I, you know, as you um, can you tell us a story about kind of a since it doesn't happen overnight, this building of community around a an idea or a product. Can you tell us a little bit of like a starting point, you know, one year later kind of story, or give us a give us a before and an after to help us understand how it works in practice. Absolutely. I think one of my favorite stories to tell is about um, a beautiful company called Foundation Recovery Network. Mm. And they have some, they have just a wonderful network of uh, inpatient and outpatient facilities across the country to treat um, dual diagnostic mental illness and addiction. And they're really leaders in that dual diagnostic field. So they also have, um, they have, uh, conferences, they create workbooks and um, learning materials to help train other people in the addiction industry. And this group of people, you know, they came to us with this, um, with some really beautiful assets. I mean, they were doing traditional marketing, doing some great marketing to try to get people towards, you know, to come to their facilities and seek the help that they need. They were doing radio, television, and all their different areas. Each individual facility had their own beautiful website showing the beautiful facilities that they own and the the kind of treatment that you would get when you were there. I mean, lots of glossy pictures of, of the facility itself. But, you know, when they really started focusing on the people that they served, they came to us with this fact. They said, you know, 23 million people need help for addiction and 3 million people seek it. So we're looking for the other twenty million, and and then they then they told us some stories about how they really did believe that it was the shame and the stigma that's associated with addiction that was preventing people from 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 coming for help, and so they you know they created this um, together with them we we built this community called Heroes in Recovery, and we said can we reframe the conversation can we go away from talking about this horrific thing called addiction and begin to talk about the celebration and the joy that is recovery. Because when you look at cancer, for instance, um, Betty Ford came out about <clears throat> four years, 40 years ago saying that she had breast cancer. And that was just such a, a revealing thing to, to FRN, as they call themselves internally, Foundation Recovery Network. FRN basically said, you know, look at the difference. She also came out two years after that and said she was an addict. Look at the different path those two kind of social illnesses um, have, have really taken here as, as a nation. People now proudly tell people that they're a cancer um, fighter, survivor. cancer survivor, mm-hmm. warrior. Mm-hmm. And th- the same is just not true. People still sort of say in secrecy and, and in, the, in the dark about their addiction. It certainly don't go out and tell their employees, right? 
But we really should get behind. I mean, it's a treatable illness. It's a treatable disease. And we should get behind it. So the only way that's going to change it is just to step out and take that chance. So we we actually went and found uh, six leaders to lead the movement. They're now into their second year, early part of their second year. And those leaders um, were really said, you know, let's get on board and just talk about your life, you know, and we helped them. We brought them together in sort of a training environment and said, let's dream about a world without the stigma. What would be different? How can we envision it so that we can go towards it? Because I think that is a part of what makes a community successful is figuring out what injustice are you fighting and and what do you envision as a nice. future? What's the dream? So, I want to pause you on that. They, because they do a, a beautiful job, I think, of... Gathering other people to share their stories. And to date, there's something like 425 stories online, which, again, by most marketing standards, doesn't sound like a lot. But when you think about the secrecy that is shroud, you know, that, you know, that is associated with addiction and, and mental illness, it's, it's a pretty remarkable feat. They're, actually, their goal for year one was actually 300, and we exceeded that. So we feel really good about the progress that it's, that it's taking. But again, it is, it's a slow, marathon yes well i love i love that story and and thank you for sharing about heroes in recovery what a fascinating um and important effort and i i also want to want to just go back for a moment and highlight the thing you said just a minute ago which very much speaks to our theme of of vision you know how do you use vision and i i think getting people to see the future they really want what, even if it's not here today, and even if it's um, hard to hard to picture that how we could get there from here, you know, using that um, picture of success, the picture of the the future we are working toward, seems like it really is, at least from my experience, where a lot of you know passion and juice and hope can live. Do you find that? Yeah, I mean, I really do think so. And it was funny because it was the last bonus uh, lesson in our, our book, but what injustice are you fighting? You know, FRN is a, a very much a for-profit business. They want to build more facilities and grow and stay profitable so that they can serve more people. And I think it's important to know that even if you are a for-profit business, you're, you could be fighting injustice. Method is a great example of that. I love, I love that company. It's very much a for-profit, you know, consumer good product. But they really believe that they're fighting, you know, they're people against dirty. And they're also people that don't want to, you know, pollute the environment with heavy toxins. And so I can get behind both of those things. Warby Parker is another example, an eyeglass manufacturer that's kind of disrupting the schema of how we buy glasses. And part of that is driven by an injustice. They don't believe that a pair of eyeglasses should cost $300, Right. So I'm on board with that, and they found a new way of delivering eyewear. I love their story. I've been following them as well, and and I, you know, I, I love the question they're asking, which is, why do we have to pay so much? <laughs> Here's another way to do this, and yeah. it's been a very successful uh, business. It's a great, but it's I a think great I think every business uh, leader should ask themselves, what injustice, injustice do we fight? 
Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. And I think um, we're going to have to take a break right now, Robin. But, you know, for those of you listening, I'm wondering, how is this landing? You know, when you think about your work, you think about your organization, can you name the injustice that you're fighting? This is Kate Ebner. I'm talking today with Robin Phillips. Um, you're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. And we'll be right back after this break. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. What does conscious leadership mean to you? It unites organizations instead of dividing them. By exploring commonly based business challenges, it guarantees an increase in your bottom line. Tune in to Minding Our Business, Creating a Spiritual Economy with your host, Nadine Rogers. Each week, we'll hear from business leaders and learn from their strategies. We'll talk about personal and organizational best practices that you can learn from, and we'll hear from you. Minding Our Business airs live Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network Listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Hello and welcome back. I'm Kate Ebner. I'm speaking today with Robin Phillips. She is the co-founder and courageous president of Brains on Fire. Uh, Robin speaks nationally with Thought Lead and also the American Marketing Association. She's really giving us some great insights today. Um, you know, Robin, I would love it if you could give us a bit of a sneak peek inside the process that you use at Brains on Fire. You know, what do you do with your clients to help them find and have these passion conversations and ignite word of mouth movements? Well, you know, I mean, I think we, the way we work is that we really assign a team that cares. And um, we, we, I know that sounds 
really funny, but we do sort of hand-select a team. Sometimes we even work with what we call our extended tribe. If we say, oh, God, it would be great to add this person into the team, into the mix, um, we've partnered with uh, neuroscientists and authors and other people to give us that just right mix of people who are curious enough to really look at the problem a little bit differently. And so we get together with our clients once we've engaged with them, and we have what we call a, a day of knowledge sharing. We do a little bit of prep work for that. And often we use game storming techniques. I mean, a lot of the things that we've developed, some of our own techniques, but we've used some just traditional game storming techniques. And we try to do a lot of what we just talk about. We want people mm-hmm. to start getting out of their own ruts of vocabulary. And so that's what we're listening for. We're listening for different kinds of vocabulary. And in that early meeting, too, I think this is very important. I stress this a lot. Define what success is because this is squishy stuff. So how are we going to define and give ourselves ammunition for sustaining this financially within the organization? So we do a lot of talking about that. And then usually from there... We go out and we either through our own sources try to find people who are involved in this product somehow. Um, for instance, uh, you know, we went out and talked to a bunch of people who are making things, um, people who have you know, been in the industry of tinkering with cars and tinkering with product development and that sort of stuff. We just start talking to those people and just having a conversation. I mean, we're, we're not real big on focus groups. We think, think some of the best discoveries are like little gems that you unearth when you're having just, I don't know, a beer with somebody or maybe you meet them in their own environment and you watch them do what they do. We do a lot of recording of conversations and, as well as video conversations, you know, taping conversations. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. through that, you know, we also listen online. Sometimes we hire someone to help us do that. Sometimes we do our own version of that. And we come back with what we believe are two or three pathways that we could go down. And we sometimes we just have one real strong feeling. and But, but usually we have a couple of different w- ways that we could take the same conversation and we get some head nodding at that point we do believe that communities need their own identity whether that's just as a community of but people like to feel a part of something and identity is a piece of that so in other words instead of giving a brand to the to the brand we're giving a brand to the people who support the brand so so when you say people like to have their own community you know i've heard such mixed things about what people really want from their participation mm-hmm. um, online, especially, and and I wonder, like, what do you mean by that? Like, do you mean that that um, somebody who's a huge fan of I don't know what, say, say Nantucket Nectars or something, wants to be part of a community of fans of Nantucket Nectars? Well, I mean, I think they, they will. They are most likely. I mean, if you give them a place and a platform to talk to each other, they will talk to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this is naturally what people do. I mean, it's been going on for quite some time now. We find kindred spirits. If you love to garden, you're going to find other people who love to garden, whether it's at your local nursery or, you know, with them, um, the the people that you just just named. I mean, I think so many times, um, you know, I'm not saying community is, is the answer for everybody, but you have to have something that people want to talk about. A great, a great example that I love to talk about, too, is um, 
the National Center for Family Literacy, which is also in the Passion Conversation. Mm -hmm. And we realized early on that literacy was just a term. When we were doing our insight, we were like, wow, literacy is kind of lost as as a term, you know, whether it's with people who are second language is English, don't really quite get it. Some people think it means they can't read, and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm literate, I can read. And so the term itself has kind of lost its meaning somewhere along the way. And and so we knew people wouldn't sit around the table and talk about literacy, right? So how could we create a, a mechanism, a tool that allows people to 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 learn with their families, which is the goal of National Center for Family Literacy? So we created Wonderopolis, and with starting with day one, we put we put up they put up a wonder of a day, just one amazing, um, remarkable thing like why are flamingos pink and where do erasers come from, just things that we could create this sort of three legged conversation tool between teachers and parents and their children, because parents want to be a part of their children's learning. But homework is boring and hard for parents and time-consuming for parents. But they do want to play a part in learning. And so Wonderopolis started out and just gave this beautiful content-driven site, which then turned into community it's mm-hmm. with, both the, with the, both the parents, the kids in school, and the, um, and the teachers themselves. Each have their own unique little communities. Some are stronger on Twitter, some are some on Facebook, and some are on the actual blog for wonderopolis.org. That's great. Thank you for that good example. You know, I want to go back, Robin, to the first question I asked you, which was um, to tell us more about the process you use, and I, I'm not sure that I let you completely give us that well, answer. I mean, you know, the, the process for us is to really start realizing, you know, what... You know, we ask a lot of those questions. What is the, what is the injustice that you're fighting? We look for that in, in a different sort of way than most people do. We don't go asking people, what is your passion? Com- what are you passionate about? We don't. We just look and see what naturally comes up. You know, this is another thing, too, and I think people often forget why they're in business. You know, how... Some, one of the questions, one of my favorite questions to ask people during that knowledge sharing is, how did you get in this room? No, go back further. You know, how did you, how, who founded this company? Why? Why was this, what was the need of this company to be founded? And I think that that's a, it's a pretty powerful thing when people kind of see that light go off and remember that they started for a reason, you know? And, and that's, that's true. A, you start to see the conversations kind of turn at various points. But, you know, I like to think that we're just discoverers and, and we're out there just mining for these nuggets of, of, uh, of how, to tell, how to tell an organization's story, how to, how to bring that to life so that other people can rally with it and around it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, what advice would you give to our listeners, whether they're in the marketing function in their organization, or maybe they're a volunteer, or they really care about a great cause? You know, when, as we think about, you know, what you've learned, this sort of people-centered approach, passion-centered approach, you know, what, what would you like them to take away about the passion conversation? Well, you know, this is, we're in the people business now, and you have an opportunity to... I believe it's 
absolutely possible. In fact, something you should think about every day is how can we fall madly and passionately in love with our customers? Because love is a circular transaction. If you get, if you get, if you give love, you're going to get love. And people do talk about the things that they love. So how can you lift up, elevate, empower your customers in a way that makes them feel good about the work that you do. One of my favorite lines from the book is actually in the dedication. And it's just this line that says, you know, the best brands, the brands we love most are the ones that never let us forget how it feels to be good people. I mean, when you think about that, it's really true. I mean, we gravitate towards brands that that admire and love the custo- their customers for the things that they do with their products or their services or, or whatever. So it, it just sounds so basic. I almost feel silly saying it, but I think <laughs> we've gotten we've gotten caught up in 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 this in. Be- in believing that marketing is this thing that you turn on and it has a start date and a finish and really i believe marketing is the is is the relationship business it's about a two-way dialogue it's about a conversation so we got to go back to the roots of remembering you, when you have it in conversation it's like you and i are having right you ask me a question i'm i'm listening and i respond back to you and we're we're having this dialogue Yes, I mean, I really, I really think that you've hit on something that's so rarely said, and it's this word love. And you know, I know that um, that this is this idea of reciprocity of of giving and receiving love is at the kind of the center of your philosophy. I think we'll talk about that, Robin, when we come back from a break. We have about one more minute, and I and I wonder um, before we take that break if there's anything else um, that you want to say about um, you know you asked this question what's the injustice that your your organization is fighting give us another question to consider or another point to think about before we go into this break where are your love letters say more (laughs) well I I think so many companies they don't even know. I mean, love letters will come into their company. Maybe the the president reads them. Maybe the people in customer service read them. But how are they celebrated within your organization? Where do, where you keep them is a very important statement about how you treasure them. Where should and we how keep do you, them? How do you respond to them? What should we do with them? <laughs> I think you should respond first off, and I think yeah. you should share them. You should share them and celebrate them with the entire organization somehow. And I don't care how big you are. I just think it's it's just imperative that we, the people who take the time to either write or craft or share their love with us, it's a gift. So what are we going to do in exchange? And I, I will tell you, I've been in a lot of organizations where I'll say, "Where are the love letters? Do you get any?" Um, yeah, all the time. Where are they? Can I see them? Do you keep them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> think about that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking about that. I think that's such a wonderful point, and it's so nice and, and specific. It, it sort of points us right at the very gold we're overlooking, most likely, in our organizations. Um, and, you know, 30 seconds, but what once we have this awareness and begin to to notice them what should we do with our love letters um once we're really valuing them and and celebrating them what what do they point what do they point out to us 
Well, I think they tell you a lot about what pe- people value about about their relationship with you. And it's not always what you think it's going to be. I mean, it, like I said, it's not always the, how great your product works. Um, for instance, I, I talked to a guy who... Steve Knox is in the book, and he works for P&G. And he said, you know, they realized with Tide, I said, did Tide ever get love letters? And he was like, absolutely. But mostly they were like, you know, my son plays football, and I'm so proud when he goes out. And it's about how they love their children, right? Hmm. I see. So the love letters are... It's so clean, and I feel proud. Yeah. 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 They're not really about, I'm pretty sure that you are so ten times better than... (laughs) stain removal then you know or it's not the stuff that you know that they talk about it's it's the stuff they'll talk about oh i love this example well it is time for our another break our last break um for those listening this is robin phillips and you can check her out at her company brains on fire uh we'll be right back after this break to close our conversation with a little bit more insight and advice from robin we'll be right back the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Welcome back. This is Kate. I'm talking with Robin Phillips, and hopefully you've been with us this whole hour thinking about 
grassroots marketing um, where w- we really understand that it's really about people and it's really about engaging people and tapping into uh, what they care about and um, empowering them to be able to spread the word and share and get excited um, to advocate for your idea, your cause, your product, your brand. Um, and, and so, you know, the key here is, as we were just talking about before the break, um, we got to the word love. And Robin, you know, I, I was thinking on the break, you know, why is it that no matter what we're working on, love really is the answer? <laughs> I find that in almost everything I'm doing. But I want to... Um, I want to talk with you a little bit about a a statement that you make in the Passion Conversation that every organization should have a chief love officer rather than a chief marketing officer. And I think I get the idea, Um, but tell us what's the difference. Well, again, you know, love is is something that we associate um, with people and, you know, whether you're chief people person, you know, chief people commander or whatever I don't what I think our point was how can you take yourself away from being the head of social media VP whatever to to really say and my focus is on on growing the love you know my focus is on connecting so deeply with with our customers that they feel like our best friends both online and offline how do they want to participate in with us how do they want to be a part of our lives do they you know that I'm I'm thinking about that in terms of of you know what I can provide for them, how can I provide more for them and promote less? Because it, when when you start promoting, when you get this, so many brands have kind of an eye mindset when it comes to marketing these days. They're like, like us on Facebook. That's the silliest phrase I've ever heard. I actually saw a roto rooter truck going down the, the street the other day with those words on the side of the truck and Roto-Rooter is in the sewage business. Why would mm-hmm. I, I'm not picking on them, but I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> what is the reason to jump in a conversation with you? There may be one. I mean, but like us on Facebook isn't the one. And it just it just gets all underneath my skin to just, you know, see people just kind of promoting the tools themselves as uh, instead of the why. They're putting yeah, the well, what before the why. Yes, you know, you're right. And I think, you know, so often when I'm working with executives and when we're talking with our clients, they really are, they do feel pressure to demonstrate a following, you know, that we have, um, we have people liking us on Facebook, we've got Twitter followers, and there's a currency of influence that's been created uh, around how many people can you reach and how quickly. And, and I'm wondering, how how does this make sense? You know, it's with the, with the grassroots approach that you're taking, it seems like those grassroots vehicles, those tools would be very helpful for spreading the love, so to speak. Um, yet, what what do we need to do? Do we just measure something differently? Uh, you know, do we tell people, don't worry about that? This is much more organic. What do you, th- how do you, how do you, well, how do you talk about these things? Well, you can talk about them. I mean, but, but you really want to look at, at the number of people that are actively responding, engaging, and continuing a conversation with you. With Wonderopolis, we have close to, I don't know, 800 comments per month on their, on their website. And these are, a lot of these are students. And we answer every single one of them back because, you know, they, that's a decision that was made by NCFL to, to, to say these are important. 
if it was important enough to the teacher or the parent or the or the student to to connect with us, we're going to give them a thoughtful answer back. And I think a lot of organizations can really le- learn from that thought that comments are a gift. You know that that you don't just go out and say, "Oh, I just." you know, let's run a contest and try to get a bunch of followers for this because chances are the only reason they're following you is for the contest and they won't even remember why that they did it or they'll never even re-engage with you again. We've got to go beyond that. And, in fact, I think we pointed out in the books that, you know, it's more important to actually, you know, so many people are looking, friend us on Facebook, be our friend, be our friend. Well, what are you doing to be a friend? We all know from our own personal experiences that 90% of having a friend is being a friend. So if brands take that attitude, what are we doing? What are we providing for our customers to uh, surprise and delight and and make them want to be in our company and empower with knowledge, whatever the case is, what are we doing for that? You know, Are we commenting to other people and providing useful information? Are we you know, engaging in real dialogue. And, and people are kind of afraid of this. They want to post twice a day, and they want a list where they can check that off. And that's just not how it works. Mm. The conversation tools are great, and the, and they're wonderful, and the, the channel is, is really important that you listen to what people want to do with you on that channel as opposed to what you want to do. So many people are just pushing out across all their social media channel, channels instead of maybe asking questions or or commenting on with other people. I think I think that's something to really to put some thought to. You know, it, it's it's great to hear you talk about this and I and I think it's calling for a a higher standard, a, a more meaningful type of engagement, you know, to to really um go back to that word reciprocity that you used earlier, you know, that there's a there's an exchange happening, that there's caring taking place, you know, um, Chief Love Officer, what a great title that really is. Um, Does your company have a Chief Love Officer? Oh, we have, everyone here probably fits in that category. (laughs) I mean, we really feel very strongly about practicing what we preach, and so we feel that we have, you know, whenever we, I had a great story this weekend of someone who noticed that someone's Instagram, someone who is our big fan of Brains on Fire, just just a big fan, right? And um, talks about us a lot when he speaks. His Instagram was um, was hacked, and some pretty weird stuff was happening on it. And I got an email from her saying, "Do you have this guy's name email? I want to send him something." And I sent it to her, and she sent him an email. And I thought, you know, that is someone who has got the chief love officer hat on right now you know what I mean there's nothing Mm -hmm. in that for her on a Friday night nothing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) except Mm -hmm. I know he would hate this I know how he is you know you know and he was like thank you I just thank you I did I wasn't even online I appreciate that so um you know I, I I just to me it it's just a mind it's so much of what you're wanting to do is reframe the work that you do in the world I love that word reframe just reframe the way the work that you're doing in the world in order for it to have purpose and meaning I heard a fabulous um, presentation I spoke at brand managed camp last week out in Las Vegas and one of the other speakers was Joey Ryman and he has a book called The Purpose Story and he, he said this set of words. He said, I used to be in advertising. I don't know if you remember Joey Ryman from advertising days, but 
and advertising was really, really good to me and my family, and I had a lot of fun. But at some point, I began to loathe this thing called marketing because I realized as marketers that we could use our time and talents to become healers. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nice. great? And that is know, great. Because- Rob and I, I'm going to have to interrupt you because, believe it or not, we have come to the end of our hour. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was fun. It was fun. And, and you know, I, I want, for those of you who are listening, I hope you'll go right out and get The Passion Conversation. It is a great book. Um, and I hope you'll also check out Brains on Fire online and continue to follow Robin's great work in the world. It's just been a pleasure and really inspiring to me personally, Robin, to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for asking. We sincerely hope you've enjoyed hearing from leaders who are using vision to create an inspiring future. Please join host Kate Ebner for another edition of Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business Channel. Meanwhile, visit www.nebocompany.com for more tips on bringing your own vision to life. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 